Hi there, and welcome to Hiking the Highlands, a podcast dedicated to all things fun and fascinating about the trails in our region of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Josh Byers. Throughout this series, we'll be exploring not only the great outdoors, but the people connected to the pathways in the Laurel Highlands. So lace up your hiking boots, and let's go. And that is the sound of the chimes here in the Dillweed Bed and Breakfast in Dilltown, just outside of Johnstown. Uh, Today, I'm not hiking because it is bitterly cold and we've just had really the first snowfall of the season. Uh, But I I knew that I I wanted to get, uh, you know, get another episode done here and I knew exactly who I wanted for this one. So I contacted uh, a veritable legend as far as trails go in this region, Lori LaFontaine, who is often referred to as the mother of the Ghost Town Trail. And she's here today with me in the Dillweed, and we are, we're just sitting down, and we're, we're going to have a fantastic chat. I can't wait to hear what, what she has to tell me. Lori, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Josh, for inviting me. Usually nobody wants to hear any of my stories, so I'm grateful that you do. <laughs> you don't have to lean forward. It, oh, okay. it picks well, up want, fantastic. Okay, I just wanted to get my tea here yep. and get comfortable in this yes. great little place. Yeah. Um, so um, it started when I was recovering from a surgery, and you get flyers in the mail from yeah. various nonprofits, and Some strike your curiosity and sense of adventure and others don't. Well, the piece of information that I got was from the Rails to Trails Conservancy. And I thought, what's this about, Rails to Trails? Because even as a kid, I was fascinated by trains. I mean, what kids aren't? So um, I thought, what's this all about? So I opened it up, read the information about taking... Um, corridors that the railroad was just, you know, not using anymore, and they were abandoning and ripping up the ties and mm-hmm. tracks. And um, this organization, a nonprofit, thought, what a great idea to turn those into uh, public rights away for, you know, walking, biking, pushing strollers, horseback riding, cross-country skiers, anything that was like a non-motorized, yeah. because it's no fun being out on roads trying <laughs> to share it with traffic. Yeah. So I started investigating, and this was before the internet, so everything had to be... I was going to say, be... this was like the early 90s, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. It was like 1990. And so um, I thought, okay, I have to come up with a plan, and I'm excited about you know, turning what we might have in our own backyard into a rail t- to trail. And, um, and there was plenty of opportunity. I mean, this area uh, was, was lousy with railroads at lousy. one time. And they were all abandoning, it seemed, at the same time because, mm-hmm. you know, the industrial age and, you know, where a rust belt was mm-hmm. just drying up and they yeah. didn't need them anymore. And so they were foolishly just, you know, pulling up tracks and, yeah. We thought, um, as a Rails to Trails group, we can't just let them go by. Right. Um, it's great, you know, to have them as trails, but also, what if there's another need that would arise that we need a modern, different version of, you know, a railroad? Yeah. That's, I never really thought about that. Like, well, they're, they're getting rid of these railroads or abandoning lines. What if they needed them again? Because I know exactly. that's... Um, 
I've talked to Cliff Kittner before about parts of the Ghost Town Trail, uh, and I remember him mentioning that the way a land bank works, which is how they got a lot of their, their property to create the Ghost Town Trail, was um, uh, with the, the caveat that should the railroad need it again, they can have it, which I thought was interesting. Right. That is a federal law that was, and I, I don't know the date, it was in the um, 80s sometime, where um, <clears throat> then it was, it's the Surface Transportation Board now, it had a different name then. Yeah. They're always changing the yeah, agencies. <laughs> Maybe it was the federal some, but they, they um, because railroads assembled their rights away any way they could. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would buy it fee simple. Sometimes there were reversions. Sometimes there were easement. You know, quick claims. Just you know, not typical of um, when you buy your personal property. You want yes. it fee simple, guaranteed yes. deed. This is mine. That's right. It. <laughs> And so um, that was the original agreement between the railroad and that property owner at that time, back in the 1800s, early 1900s. So um, they felt to put these agreements back into place for an infrastructure, and it is an infrastructure just Mm -hmm. like our roads are, our airports, waterways, that it's an important infrastructure and we shouldn't just let it all dissolve willy-nilly mm-hmm. if nothing else for the national defense of our country, you know, for okay. moving goods yeah. and, um, and weapons and troops and whatnot. So um, they passed a law known as a rail banking law, and it is a federal law, as I said, that says if the railroad abandons and they turn it over to... Um, uh, a, a recreation um, conservation uh, entity that will use it as recreation mm-hmm. until and or if the need ever arises that they have to put this right of way back into oh, action okay. again to be used as a rail corridor huh. or transportation corridor. Yeah, and so. It's a law, so you try to get the railroad to rail bank, and most of them want to do that because they realize, oh, okay, you know, we don't have to pay, you know. It's not really a risk for them. Right, it's it's a win-win, and there have been corridors um, that have been brought back out of rail banking, and they're actually a railroad now. Wow. And um, none around here, right? No, well, in Armstrong County, oh. they actually on the Armstrong Trail there was a section from Shenley up to um, Roston that um, was that section was rail banked, and then a mining company realized, oh, we need to mine coal out of here, so they brought it back okay. out of rail banking and reassembled the rail line. And they had been using it for that until the mine dried up. Mm-hmm. Then Armstrong County bought that back from them because there's a bridge in place that goes over the Kiski River mm-hmm. and it will connect back to the Armstrong Trail. So you will be able to go from uh, Butler, there's a Butler Freeport Trail, up through Armstrong County, up through Clarion, and they're actually part of the Pittsburgh to Erie rail trail so all of these just connect yeah but um there are some real abandoned corridors that have been rail banked that have been brought back and they're still active but the right-of-way is wide enough and with fencing or a protective barrier Mm -hmm. it still has a rail trail on it 
So it's an active rail line with a trail. With a tra- That's so good to hear, though, at least that you know, it wasn't right. like the railroad came in and just kicked the, the trail users off. Right, <laughs> right. Well, they realize it's, you know... It's really a, popular. It is very popular. I mean, look, case in point, we're sitting in the Dillweed, we, and this is sustained by the trail traffic here right. on the Ghost Town Trail. And that's how the, the this business came into being, was yeah. because of the vision of the Ghost Town Trail. And you were telling me a little bit about that. So you, you said you remembered being actually across the street here, right. which was chest high weeds at the time <laughs> and this was an old uh, kind of biker bar yes so. and not in a good way i mean it was scary there were you didn't want to come in here there were you know <laughs> um a lot of and i'm sure Corey can tell you about some of the stories about you know the naked robber that came in and <laughs> robbed this and it was like when the three people who you know, uh, later became my dear, dear friends and cohorts in working to develop this trail system, yeah. uh, said, you know, we want this to be an asset for the trail, and we think that it's for sale now, and we think that if we purchased it and made it a, a bed and breakfast and trailside shop, that that would be a good thing. And I know that I swallowed pretty hard, and my <laughs> other cohort, uh, Ed Patterson, of the executive director of Indiana County Parks and Trails, we felt really driven then to mm-hmm. move this project along as quickly as we could because these people invested all this time and money in, <laughs> you know, on a hope and a dream and a vision. Yeah. And you said it was, it was Corey's mother. What was her name? Cindy Gilmore. Okay, and, and yeah. Corey is the current owner of Yes, the he and his wife, Kira, the current okay. owner. And um, the other two were Penny and David Russell. Mm-hmm. And the ghost town... Um, runs through about a mile of their property. They own property on either side. And they became early supporters and uh, cheerleaders early on. Okay. And so (coughs) this area of the ghost town that we're we're kind of sitting beside here, was this the first section that was constructed? This was the first section from Dilltown heading east to Nannyglo. That was 12 miles. That was the very first section. And that was owned by Kowalczyk Salvage, and they are located in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know them. Uh, I just went to their business and um, said, I understand. I'd done research to see what abandoned rail corridors there were in the county and vicinity that could be turned into a rail trail. I was bound and determined we were going to get one in our own (laughs) backyard. So um, the Kowalczyks were very helpful, and um, Judy especially, and she said the corridors that I I was interested in, she said, well, they probably will be used for, um, instead of bonding road, coal trucks were going to use the corridor to run trucks down from the mine out to a, a major road. Oh, wow. So, But she said, we do have an abandoned corridor it's only about 12 miles from Dilltown to Nanny Glow in Cambria County. And she said, I think we'd be interested in donating that. You yeah. know, if we can put together a plan and you come back to us with a plan. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I can't own this and run it and, you know, just have it be the Laurie LaFontaine and her friends <laughs> show. <laughs> So um, I looked around, and lo and behold, our county had a county park system. Mm -hmm. So I had an introduction um, to Ed Patterson, the director, 
by a friend and I, you know, laid out my vision and my plans, etc. And he said, you know, I think the county parks would be interested in taking on, at that time they were called linear parks. Okay. Rather than just one, you know, piece of property being a park. Right. They would just be a line, linear. Right. When, when was this? 1990. Oh, wow. So he's still early he, on. He, very early. He was probably the, one of the first people I talked to. As I said, I always look at the end of a project. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it's done, who's going to own it? maintain it and be liable and responsible for it and it's extremely difficult as a volunteer organization to find volunteers Mm -hmm. to constantly be actually physically doing the work of the trail raising money drumming up public support and advocacy it's just impossible to ask volunteers to do that and i thought this is an important an infrastructure as a road and we certainly don't ask people to volunteer for our road system <laughs> yeah. you know, to maintain yeah. it and raise funds for it. Yeah. That's what we pay our tax dollars for so that we can all benefit from it. Absolutely. So Ed Patterson agreed with me and he said, you know nothing, right? And I said, nothing. I appreciate any advice or help. So he said, in our area right now is an effort to interpret our industrial heritage and it covers um, nine counties in southwestern Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and Congressman Murtha is the force behind this. Okay. And um, behind Congressman Murtha at that time was Richard Mayer, who was good friends with um, Congressman Murtha, and he uh, told Congressman Murtha, we have an awful lot of... Um, industrial assets here that built this country and there are stories to be told Absolutely. and we're talking about jack murtha who was the longtime johnstown representative for uh in, in the u.s congress correct and uh dick Mayer, who was the publisher of the tribune democrat uh, exactly back then. exactly yeah. and so dick Mayer had a vision and um you know i I compare all of this to we're each a stone that somebody throws into a pond and we spread out ripples. Mm-hmm. And that's what Richard Mayer did. And mm-hmm. I was one of those ripples. <laughs> and so um, then, uh, so Ed Patterson said, you must attend one of the Southwestern or Allegheny Heritage uh, Project meetings that are held in Johnstown and find out if there's a place to tell a story for railroads because that's, mm-hmm you know, our industrial heritage as well. Which, it, I mean, it, it's huge. I mean, oh, it's huge. Especially in this area when you think about the Allegheny Portage Railroad and it, just the, the Pennsylvania main line that stretched from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. Oh, exactly. The whole canal corridor and, and everything connected to that. So, yes. sorry I'm jumping ahead here. But, I, Ex- <laughs> but no, it, it definitely was a big story. And at that time, you know, Johnstown had lost all the steel mills and we were just losing... Our industrial jobs. Yeah. So um, that's why Richard Mayer and Jack Murtha said, we've got to do something to generate some economic development in our yeah. area. We yeah. can't let it fail. And it was like, we built this country, you know, when, you know, through that industrial grade, through the yeah. world wars. Yeah. And we need to tell that story. And Jack Murtha said, who better to help us tell that story than the National Park yeah. system? 
So um, the National Park got involved, and initially, this started back in the late 80s, they did a reconnaissance and said, oh my gosh, there are so many sites and stories here. Definitely, this is worth becoming um, a project to develop some historical sites and stories here that need, you know, told. So the National Park came on and um, they, you know, were the um, umbrella group that just sort of got everybody organized. They defined the boundaries. I can't, I think I can remember all of them. I know it was Indiana, Cambria, Westmoreland, Fayette, Somerset, Bedford, Huntington. I think that's it. And um, Blair wasn't in there. Oh, Blair was in there. Okay. Definitely, Blair was in there, but there were nine. So um, I can remember uh, inquiring, and they said, "Well, we have a tr transportation advisory group. So why don't you go to that group meeting and see if what you're interested in rails to trails, yeah. you know, would fit in with what they're doing." free time right oh like, yes th this was just something you were interested in yes and, yes wow. it was just something that I was interested in and passionate about <laughs> and so and and I was interested because um I um I was a runner you know a marathon runner long distance runner oh jeez um, I didn't know that oh yeah <laughs> and plus a cyclist and ride and tie and we had horses and we would do um endurance competitive riding yeah. and you need miles and miles to train to do any of those activities and yeah. that's why it captured my imagination about oh my gosh you mean I could go off-road from out my back door to California if I wanted to well yeah. that captured my imagination <laughs> so I thought you better start local first so yeah. I did and so I went to this meeting and they were just talking about roads and signing roads as routes for historical and I thought ooh, no I'm not interested in this and the meeting was just about done and I raised my hand and I said um, you know who I was and what I was interested in and they the people that were there probably had the same reaction as I did oh we're not interested in that at all yeah boring and they said tell you what we will make you the head of anything to do with abandoned rail corridors and becoming trails so, so you went from just a, a, a casual volunteer trying to get information right. and start something right. to all of a sudden you're heading. Uh, right. Now I'm the trails chair for nine counties. <laughs> and so um, I just jumped in with both feet. And I have to say the National Park Service really did a good job mentoring me. Yeah. Um, one person in particular, Joe Winfield of the National Park Service, you know, saw the potential in me. And... Um, they would send me to conferences and workshops and leadership workshops. And, you know, I just was like a sponge, you know, grant workshops, foundation, right, you know, grant writing, you name it, they mm. sent me. And I can, <laughs> and Joe at one of the meetings where there were other people that were coming uh, because they were interested in trails as well, in rails to trails. And I, I was used to, as I said, I'm an endurance athlete and I, you know, work with horses and it's like, you have to be very clear and set boundaries. This is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. 
And Joe took me aside and he said, Lori, he said, these are grown men with, you know, that are, you know, leaders. And he said, they're terrified of you. He said, you just cannot ride roughshod over them. You just need a little bit of work. So that is when they sent me to various places and workshops. And I learned that it's a team. And I really value that the National Park Mm -hmm. helped me that way because that's what this adventure about building not just the ghost town but i've had i also worked on building the hoodlebug trail that goes from indiana joins the ghost town so you can actually connect county seat of indiana with county seat of cambria county evansburg so if you wanted to commute (laughs) you there it's a long trip but you could do it it'd be what like 20 some miles oh 30 almost 42 miles So, um, but you could do it. Yeah. So. And I know people do. Well, I mean, they don't commute, but they bike. Oh, they, they bike from Indiana to Evansburg oh, all they the do. time and, yep. and back. And back. But let me tell you, and I always, I bring this up all the time on the podcast. Uh, my wife, Allie, who I think has interviewed you before, mm-hmm. um, she grew up in Vintendale. Mm. And she told me all these stories about she would her and her friends would ride the ghost town to the dillweed and get you know ice cream sure. whenever they were kids and they loved it and it was fantastic and uh, a few years ago we talked and she was like let's do that let's ride from Fitton down and we'll, which is only just a few miles down the road I think it's six six yeah okay <laughs> um, and we'll ride back I was like yeah that sounds fun she promised me it was a flat trip from here to there and. So we, we got on bikes real early, like 9 a.m. or something. We, we got onto the Ghost Town Trail at the bottom of town. We rode to the Dillweed. And I thought I was going to die <laughs> because I, haven't, I hadn't been on a bike long, quote-unquote, long distance in years. Okay. And I, I remember then, you know, we rested here and we turned around and, and we went back. And I don't know that I got two miles back up the trail before I realized that it's a slight grade from the Dill from Dilltown back to Vitna. I pushed the bike the rest of the way. I was, <laughs> she rode like oh. miles ahead of me and waited, and, then, and I'm like pushing the bike and I'm grunting and groaning. <laughs> it is. It's an upward grade from yeah. Indiana to Evansburg. I mean, think yeah. about it in in your car. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're constantly climbing, climbing, and you can hear your ears pop. Yes. So it's a slight, but it's much easier to do it if you're on a bicycle on the rail trail yes, than on the is. road because yes, they had is. to have a, an easy grade, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, but I have, you know, just run into so many people networking. It's mm-hmm. amazing. You have to network with your economic development people, your mm-hmm. tourism people, mm-hmm. um, your historical people. You know, uh, and I'm not sound of mind, let alone historically sound. So it was really a stretch for me, you know, in those years that um, uh, America's Industrial Heritage Project was being developed. And then then they uh, went from that. They were no longer a project. And um, they were the, um, I don't even know what they're called now, if they're even, you know, around. But... The legacy that they built, I mean, with the national park sites mm-hmm. that they have, the rail trail systems that they have, they yeah. still have, you can see, the heritage routes yeah. and um, the path of the flood and just the record. I never really thought about that, the heritage routes and, and like, I assume the, the big blue signs, right? Yeah. 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 Huh. And it'll say heritage routes. So, and so much was archived. 
um, that I believe they're at the IUP, um, Indiana University of Pennsylvania's archive in their library system. Wow. You know, all the records and details. I never did get into um, the Railroaders Museum in Altoona because supposedly um, they uh, had all the original um, railroad maps and diagrams and engineering drawings from when the Pennsylvania Railroad was um, building. And so many of our systems came from that Pennsylvania Railroad. They may have sold to... um, Penn Central and Conrail, you know, that have morphed into different railroads. Yeah. But um, but it was like, they said it was under years of pigeon poop and that I was banned. <laughs> I was not allowed in there. And I said, well, I'll wear a mask. And they said, no, because I guess you can get really sick. Yeah. I don't know if they ever recovered those valuable archives or I not. But, I hope um, they did. Though. I hope they did, yeah. Because that would have just been, you know, like I said, I've just become... A, a railroad aficionado. Yeah. You know, and um, so it, it, there are just so many adventures along the way. It wasn't like, wow, one and done. Yeah. Um, as I said, you had to involve so many people along the way to help you build it yeah. and to find the funding. And as I said, Ed Patterson and I felt like we had a fire lit under us, you know, to get funding. Um, you know, to build and develop these trails. And um, we were actually the first rail trail in the state of Pennsylvania that we actually utilized um, the transportation enhancement funds to build the trail. No way. And yes, and even like with the Rexus branch, where as we continued yeah. uh, going, because as I said, now the ghost town uh, starts at Sailor Park and um, ends in Evansburg, but they're continuing to add more with another railroad donation. It'll take it from Evansburg up to um, uh, St. Francis, Crescent. Then you're just a hop, skip, and a jump to Crescent. And right. I know then then once you get to Crescent, you're connecting to the Allegheny Portage, Portage Railroad, Railroad System. National Historic Site. And then from there, it's the 6 to 10 trail down in the Blair County. And and the Lauer Trail. And, and when we were um, a trail group under America's Industrial Heritage Project, the um, Lauer Trail group was part of that as well. Uh, and it I don't was think our, I've heard of that. The Lauer Trail? Yeah. And Blair, you're kidding. I've never from, been there. Oh, my gosh. It it goes from um, beyond Williamsburg okay. to, like, it starts in the Canoe State Park. Oh, Canoe Creek. Okay, I've yeah, heard Canoe of that. Yeah, Canoe Creek, yeah. I've, I've never been on that trail, though. Into Huntington County, and yeah. then it goes into Huntington County, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. And so it's a beautiful trail. It goes along the Junietta River, and so, but anyhow... And that was Jennifer Barefoot and her group. And I said, okay, I challenge, we'll meet you up at Alpo. We will get our trail system up to Alpo, and then you have to come up the other side. Yeah. And that's really the uh, the vision for the Mainline Canal Trail mm-hmm. and Greenway. Yeah. You know, to get to Harrisburg. So we're doing our part over here. They need to come <laughs> up and meet us. I, I know sure. that, that Mainline Canal and Greenway project, it, it's been going on for quite some time mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said uh, it's it's trail building is slow work i know i've been told that 
time and time again. <laughs> right. It's, um, you know, not, not only is it slow work, like you mentioned, trying to get every, all the pieces in the place, trying to get the right easements and find landowners, and then trying to find grant money in a very competitive process, just to get all of this together and then to hopefully get it going. Exactly. It's, it's complicated. Very complicated. And um, I can remember we were just getting going and um, rail trails, nobody had ever heard of them before. They, they had just started. They had just point. started. And so when I'm proposing doing something like this, um, it was like I tried to involve as many local people and landowners as I could. Well, right away, they're thinking, there are going to be people coming here from the city and take our TVs and just rob <laughs> us and dump their garbage. And, and, you know, I said, no, it's when it isn't used and it's derelict that people think nobody will see me do this. Right, right. But if it's being used and valued, no, it's going to protect that. Mm -hmm. And it will also protect your property. So at first, it wasn't a very popular mm -hmm. idea at all. And we had a meeting here in Dilltown at um, the uh, Methodist Church up in Dilltown. And uh, there was a large crowd. <laughs> I could remember there were the three Indiana County Commissioners. And um, Ed Patterson and myself. And, um, you know, people, you know, we were giving our shtick about what a good thing this is going to be. And you know, how it's uh, going to improve uh, the communities mm -hmm. and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the people all of a sudden said, well, we're opposed. We are definitely against this. And they asked one of the county commissioners, um, Paul Wass, and um, he stood up and I thought, uh-oh, because <laughs> yeah, it was a mob mentality. And he stood up just like John Wayne and said, I personally think this is a good idea and it would be good for our area. I don't see anything but benefits wow. to everyone. And you could have heard a pin drop. And after that, there was no, everyone was, oh, and they became positive and upbeat. Yeah. Their, but, whole, their whole you know, perspective changed. And in this political environment where people don't really stand tall yeah. and do the right thing, yeah. he did. So that's in my so cool. eyes, he'll always be a John Wayne. That's yeah, so cool. That was so cool. So that's what I mean. It, it was just like just building this cast of sterling characters along the way that it brought the best out in them. It brought the best out in me. Mm -hmm. There were bumps along the way. You know, There always are. <laughs> in Vintondale they'd, and Nanny Glow, they had a flood control project that yes. was had been in the works for Decades. Yes. And wouldn't you know it, it came to fruit after we had just, you know, gotten the trail and we had money to build it. Yep. And they said, oh, no, we're going to have to cut it off right here at Vintondale. We're take, you know, where the railroad is up against this hill, we're going to have to take that out. Yep. And we said, you can't. It'll break. the." No, we're going to. So we had to involve our state um, senator and state representative, and they were out there in their boots, particularly one um, representative, Sarah Steelman, and she said, you will not stop the dream of these people. Yeah. You know, we need this. Yeah. They're, you know, you can engineer it to save us just this right away for a trail. We're mm -hmm. not talking any huge, you know, width. 33 feet, come mm -hmm. on. 
So they finally, finally did that. And then um, the sludge that they got out, they were going to just dump on the grassy area that Ventanil now uses for their uh, station, like their um, picnic area and pavilion and restrooms. Yeah. They had dumped all this goo that had been lying around for years in the creek there, and they were just going to leave it there. And we said, no. And they said, well, this town's a dump. And we said, it is not. And so, you know, the people of Vintondale, as well as the rest of us, said, this town deserves this to be gone. We want to make this place beautiful and, you know, bring it back to what it was. Tell the story of the mines. Tell the story of the immigrants that came here, the development of unions. I mean, there are just a million stories along there. Yes, they're ghosts, but they're they're ghosts of hardworking people that carved out a life that built a better life for us. In I, fact, right, right along that stretch you're talking about, exactly. there's a miner's memorial. Yes. There, there's a, I don't know if it, it's a granite or it a is granite. granite display. Yeah. And it's etched, and they look like ghosts yes. at the change of shift. And it's right at the, it's an old mine port. It is. Yeah. That's, it's one of the coolest things, I think, along the entire Ghost Down Trail. Oh, it is. And then right across from that, there's... um. There's a map, a stone map. Yes. On the on the the ground there, I can't think of what it shows though. Is it is it the it's, trail? It's uh, no, it shows like all the mining buildings and okay. and railroad station. It just tells, it's um I can't think of it's like ceramic. <laughs> I know I haven't been there in, a, in yeah. quite a while. And so it tells that story. I mean, these were special people, Absolutely. and they were tough as the landscape. And um, I can't, you know, when I, you know, I use this trail a lot. I mean, it's, you know, I said, when I'm dead and gone, I said, (laughs) you know, I want some of my ashes spread here because my heart and soul are in here. I might as well put the rest of me, too. (laughs) So. I mean, you've you've dedicated decades to to building this. I have. Not just this, but, uh, you know, and that's why in the beginning of this, I I referred to you as a legend because you really are. Like, well, thanks. You, if you say anything about trails in the in the Laurel Highlands region, right? It, a lot of it, if not most of it, comes back to you. Well, and because of America's Industrial Heritage Project, yeah. and they gave me that trail chair of that project, yeah. and so like the Gap Trail, yeah. you know, when we first um, formed back in the early '90s, it was just like small groups. Yeah, you know, like. Um, uh, Somerset County had the Alleghenies tra- section of trail, and so um, we sponsored the you know trails group under America's Industrial Heritage Project. Con- um, I had a conference at Seven Springs. We brought together all the groups, particularly along the Gap, mm-hmm. and that's where they formed the Regional Trail Corporation. Okay, and um, and Linda uh, McKenna Box became the chair of that organization and she became basically me <laughs> to do you know with a gap That's pull excellent. everybody together and instead of just having separate little names of things yeah. to have a single identity you still could be you know um, uh, Somerset County or Fayette County Allegheny County that sort of thing but you know, you want, just like the ghost town, it has to be the ghost town. People know that name. Right. You need to unify you need under to one unify. name. Exactly. You were telling me about uh, how the the name of the trail came about, and it was actually a, a native of Vittendale. Was it? Uh, what was her name? Denise Weber. Okay, and she's the one that that coined the term 
Ghost Town Trail. Correct. She definitely did. And she had written a marvelous book called Delano's Domain that is a treasure trove of photos and documented research about how key Vintondale was in helping to develop our heritage uh, for the nation. Wow, wow that's, that's so interesting. And then, um, and, so, and so, I mean, she was just one of, I mean, God, how many people that you met and connected with during this entire, you know, this entire journey exactly. over the last few decades. And then, uh, um, so, so what was going on in Cambria County? Well, in Cambria County, um, you know, from Vintondale to Nannyglow, there was no one in Cambria County, government or otherwise, that was willing to step up. And then an organization known as NORCAM, and it was a nonprofit uh, economic development group out of Northern Cambria, and their executive director was Jerry Brandt. And Jerry was key in working with folks in Cambria County and mm -hmm. keeping a presence. And it was also key that led to the development of the Cambria County Conservation and Recreation Authority to take ownership then. Yeah. Um, Norcam and Jerry had held it in trust until somebody with, you know, um, authority could, from county government, could take ownership. Wow. That's so interesting because that, I, I met Jerry a few years ago um, at a, a, a trail event, uh, obviously, and um, he was telling me about his own interest in, in rail trail, now that I think about it. And the fact that you guys kind of met, you started on the Indiana side and he was on the Cambria County side and you met in the middle and got this, right. uh, got this amazing pathway completed. Right. Wow. But there are so many other people, I'm sure, I, you know, their names, I just, you know, there isn't enough time to list them all and thank yeah. them all. So, you know, if I've forgotten any, because there have just been so, so many, so many. John Capcello from the Annie Glow, for example, Brad Clemenson, Congressman Murtha, uh, Congressman Bud Schuster, I mean, and on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, so many. I'm sorry to interrupt. So you were talking but, about the, the regional trails. But it's, it really, um, it's taken <laughs> decades. <laughs> um, and, and there was like, there were all these railroads that were abandoning at once. And it was just like, you had to move really quickly. And I think that, uh, as I said, our ghost town trail was the first one to spend transportation enhancement money to build it. Yeah. And, um, we actually were built and up and running by 1994. And considering... Well, you I, did all that work in four years. Uh, well, I... Well, not, not just you, but... No, like, but uh, yes. Wow. I was the whipmaster. You know, everybody <laughs> said, are you seriously ill? Because it was just like, no, we have to go, we have to go. And I, I know, my husband will tell you, I put in anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week you know, doing this work, going yeah. to meetings, going to rotaries, going to Kiwanis, going to church groups, going to schools, you know, and, but then we had a slide projector dragging that slide projector <laughs> around and, um, just building the momentum. Once yeah. you create a momentum, you can't let it fall flat on its face. Like you've got to keep going. You have to keep going. And so then after that that was done it was just like it was serendipitous 
Um, then the um, Corman Railroad abandoned a corridor from where it ended just outside Nanny Glow. And it had been an old Conrail line before that Penn, Pennsylvania Railroad. But um, they abandoned that into Ebensburg. Okay. And so, um, you know, I called these people in Kentucky and because uh, he's an independent, he's still an active um, coal mine railroad operator. And they agreed to donate and um, rail bank, which mm-hmm. was really important to get things rail banked. And so that we got the piece then to go from Nanny Glow just through the town of Evansburg. Then there was the um, Bethlehem Steel, mm-hmm. the old C&O line that abandoned um, the Rexus branch and the rest of its line where it goes from Vintondale and uh, up to just outside of Culver, swings around back to Revlock and then Nanny Glow and mm-hmm. then joins the Pennsylvania line. Right. So that's Which, how they're working on that. They're now. working on that for a loop. Yeah. You'll be able to just park at the Rexus branch, uh, draw, you know, take your bike, walk, run, whatever, up um, the CNO extension of the Ghost Town Trail, up Stridis Way, cross over at Belsena, you know, and yeah. around there. So all of this was going on at the same time. And, you know, I'm dealing with them and going to PUC hearings <laughs> with bridges regarding. You know whether they should come out or not because the railroad did not want to um, own own them because there's a liability and cost of that. Absolutely. And um, townships and PennDOT don't care about it. They just want somebody. If they can't take ownership of the bridge, then rip it out. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't have our loop finished because a few of those bridges um, they would not. We couldn't find somebody to step up for them, and I wasn't convincing enough to allow them to stay in place. That's why that loop wasn't finished, because you have to go back then and spend about a million dollars to put them back in. Oh, my God. And that's why, you know, we all work so hard, yeah. you know, to make it. So, and D, D. Columbus uh, was also... Uh, I've heard great things about her. She's, she was the she was the Cliff Kittner back then. Right. She was the head the, of the yes. Cambria County Conservation yeah. Recreation Authority. Right. And she was my sidekick back then, too. And um, we were always, you know, working so hard, you know, to get things done. And that was really a labor, you know, trying to get them <laughs> to allow the bridges to stay, come up with funding um, for bridges, uh, the first bridge that we put in was the Red Mill on the Rexus branch, and we got the money for it, but then you have to engineer it according to Federal Highway and Federal Transportation, and they were thinking of these projects as road projects, oh, and so they wanted us to engineer it to that and do all, I mean, it was just unbelievable, and we said, look, you know, we're not going to have that many people that you know weigh that much crossing these bridges right. we you're, don't you're have to adhere so we had to you know work through that and the engineering people to make sure that um, we didn't have to comply that this was going to hold a umpteen ton <laughs> coal truck or whatever yeah and so we finally got that bridge done 
but we don't live in Kansas. We have bridges. We have tunnels. Yeah. And so when the PUC would rip them out, that really put a burden on us as yeah. just volunteers, advocates like myself, trying to scrape up money and convince people, all right, let's put it back in, or this is doomed. This project is doomed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's just... I mean, I'm not shocked. But yeah. at the same time, it's so it's disheartening to know that like that, that was the battle, right? There was existing infrastructure yeah. that got torn out, and then you had to fight to put it back in, right. or you had to fight to salvage it or to try and... and yeah. Yeah. And we didn't win all those battles. I mean, it literally came down to blows. I, Dee and I were at the site with um, various officials from uh, Pennsylvania, DCNR, uh, PUC, PennDOT, over that bridge over Belsano, over 422 in Belsano. Yes, yes. What a battle that was. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we... <laughs> It really got into like almost a fist fight between like the state officials because, you know, some of them wanted to rip it out and widen the road. And we said, we need a structure. We need that structure to cross this. Right, because how else are you going to cross that How would you cross that? And they said, well, just cross it at the road. Oh, my God. You couldn't do that. Well, no, no. And the same thing at Red Mill. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting battle. PennDOT wanted us to cross, and if you know where um, Red Mill Road is, it's right at the bottom of two hills. I'm trying to think. I always confuse Red Mill. There's that, that old hotel, White Mill Hotel. Yes. That hill coming down, and then the other way. Okay. And is they, Red Mill where the bridge is closed? It's actually, it takes the trail under. Under. under 422. Okay, I know where you're at. Okay, yes. It's okay. um, yeah, it's just down from... From Vic uh, Miller Road. Yes, okay. I know where you're at. Well, they wanted to... They were, you know, it was a tunnel that actually went under there for the yeah. CNO Railroad. And the CNO said, nope, 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 we're done, we're done. And so PennDOT said, well, we're going to rip this out. And we were lobbying, no. How are we going to take the trail under? And then trails weren't as popular. You'll never take this any further. Oh yes, we will. We're you know <laughs> we were dedicated. We right? were dedicated, <laughs> and so they said, "Why can't you just cross at grade?" And if you look where that is, and they said the speed limit here is only fifty-five, and the sight distance is far enough. And I said, "Well, there's the rea- there's the reality. That is not fifty-five. If yeah. you stand here and watch some of these trucks come down here, and if you've looked at." families with their little kids while their little kids are trying to get on their bicycle and cross that road you're just and then um, blacklick township said they backed us as well and said no absolutely not so pendot said we're rebuilding the bridge over the north branch of the blacklick creek where elk creek comes down Mm -hmm. if you can engineer under you know a trail that goes under yeah we'll build it so, of course, you know, we had to scrounge around and we got an engineer to volunteer his work. And they said, oh, we're almost done with this project and you haven't gotten it in. And again, a state representative got, we finally got it into them literally almost minutes before. <laughs> so they begrudgingly had to put in the trail under, under 
under the bridge, and that's where it is today. Yeah, I've, I've walked that before, where it's it's a nice, it's a wide path. You're right along the creek Which there. is beautiful. Yeah, it is It is fantastic. But that was a battle. And then the one over Belsano. So finally, the Secretary of Transportation said, what if, because I mean, there was a battle going on. What if I give you X amount of dollars, and we also truck the, st- the steel structures in and build the bridge? Well, that satisfied you. And I said, well, and my friend at the time who was the state representative said, take it. They're beginning to call you lunatic Laurie. <laughs> so I said, okay. Yeah. But, you know, that is key yeah. to continuing the trail. And what a view from up there. Oh, it is. What a view. You can see so far in either direction. You can. Because it's right there beside the Krispy Kreme. Yeah. 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 I've hiked, so. I've hiked most of from here west of the Ghost Town Trail and all the different sections. Yeah. And, but um, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about there. And with it took me a minute with the Red Mill section because I yeah. always confuse Red Mill with I think the Rexus Branch. Yeah, uh, I, I get those two mixed. Well, up. Well, the Rexus Branch continues. That is the Rexus Branch. Yeah, that's what the C and O Railroad called it, the Rexus Branch. Okay. And, um, it, is it the Rexus that goes from where at the bottom of Vittendale? It goes straight and connects to Redmond. Correct. Okay. All right. So I do, apparently yeah. I do know where I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in the railroad also where it came out because it was a tunnel under the road. Yeah. And so it's actually where the um, trail comes out now on Vic Miller Road. Mm-hmm. Well, the tunnel would have been like on the other side and it would have continued straight. Okay. But it, it's a wetlands now. So that's why we decided to connect rather than have to go in there and deal with that. Yeah. We just go that short, very short distance. It's not even a tenth of a mile up Vic Miller Road. And then you pick and up. Yeah. Connect on over. Connect on over to Stritty's Way. Yeah. yeah. And so it's signed there very well. Yes, it is. I can attest to that. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, that was... You know, but all these bridges were, oh my God, <laughs> you know, just in flood control projects. Sounds and like a heck of a headache for you guys. It was. And, um, you know, in the early days, I'm out walking around the railroad right away on my own. And a lot of people weren't real happy with me. And, you know, there were people that threatened to really hurt me. And so um, I always had my faithful dog. At first it was Shadow my German Shepherd, and then it was Indy, my German Shepherd. And um, so they were always with me, and they mm-hmm. you know, would never take any prisoners if anybody <laughs> tried to harm me. So um, it wasn't easy or, you know, it, all easy and wonderful. And even today, I'm sure there are still some people that think this is a terrible idea. And, Which is just crazy. Cause, I mean, but it is. But some people are selfish. You would yeah. have to be selfish. Whenever I see people on the trail, particularly people that um, are physically challenged, mm-hmm. they can't get in the woods. Mm-hmm. But when you get on a trail like this, yep. you're in the woods. Absolutely. You can hear the water. Yep. You can see the leaves falling. You can see snow falling. You can feel the heat of the day. You can hear the birds. Mm-hmm. You know, so... That gives so so much to those people, and mm-hmm. to deny them that 
because nothing happened where people were coming from the city or dumping garbage or no. creating crimes yeah. or, you know. And I know that that's, uh, there still are people who, I know the triple CRA has some trouble here right. and there with, with getting easements and people don't want the trail behind their house or right. near their property. And it's like, but like you said, this, that has never happened. This, no. this myth that trail users are for some reason degenerates, which is never the case. No. Um, you know, it, it's been nothing but respect. Right. And, and, you know, taking care of the trails and making right. sure that they're still accessible and usable and in, in good shape. Right. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's hard, but you can't. You can't limit yourself to a few naysayers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do it because you know it's right, and um, the community at large benefits from this. Yeah, I mean, I think that we've created healthier communities oh, because absolutely. you see people that they said I'd never be out doing this if it weren't for the trail. I mean, imagine how many, and well, no, I'm going to say that how many millions of people have mm-hmm. used the trail system right. in this area yes. in the last 20 years, yes. 25 years, millions. Because yeah. I know that it's it's several hundred thousand that come every year. Well, I don't think it's that Well, maybe high. about several hundred thousand. Maybe a hundred thousand. <laughs> no, uh, yesterday at our um, park board meeting in Indiana, um, Ed said that we had, because um, he has counters, uh, yeah. that... Um, that there have been 80,000. Okay. So that's still a goodly number. Well, as you say, we're, we're just now in November. Right. You know. And that that's not at every location. Somebody may hop on at another trailhead, and you're mm-hmm. not getting them. And they also uh, account for the factor that it's like a trip going out and a trip coming back. Yeah. You know, they account for that. And um, uh, Ed said that... Um, he spoke with our um, MPO, um, which is, they call it the Metropolitan Planning Organization. And um, Indiana County is part of the Southwest Commission, and there are like 11 counties in that, Indiana being one. Cambria, unfortunately, isn't. But um, he was saying that the Active Transportation Department has a software that can locate um, because everybody has cell phones. Mm-hmm. And so they can locate a location saying, oh, they're at the Ghost Town Trail. Mm-hmm. And it originated in Maryland. You don't know who these people are, anything about them. It's just signal. picking up that signal. And that will give us more realistic, you know, oh. boots on the ground numbers. So, I you know, you, we're getting you'll more. You'll see those numbers go, go up. up. <laughs> so it's more sophisticated. That's awesome. You know, so. So, so what's it like for you to, to look back on this now? You know, we're in 2022, knowing that you started all of this in 1990, 30, 30 years ago, 32 years ago. Yeah, um, I'm just, in some ways I'm amused because, you know, there are so many people using it and having a, a good time. And pe- when people talk about, you know, I just love this and this means so much to me and um, you know my uh, they have no idea who I am and so when they're talking about it um, and one thing that I've been hearing particularly when I'm in Cambria County is the Cambria County Conservation Recreation Authority does a good job 
but um, they could really use the county government helping them financially mm -hmm. because people will say, well, why isn't the section from Vintondale up to Twin Rocks, why isn't it maintained as well as Indiana County? Yeah. And, I, you know, why is that, you know? And um, they're faulting the CCCRA, and they really shouldn't. They need more financing. Well, they only have the one. They have Cliff and Caitlin yeah. and one person. And I they don't. think of his name, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. And in Indiana County Parks, we have like equipment. I mean, like backhoes and bulldozers and big really? tractors. I mean, you need that yeah. to maintain. Like Cliff said that Cambria County has 56 miles of trail. That is such a huge, huge asset for Cambria County and Absolutely. the region. Absolutely. And so the county needs to step up and say, this is valuable infrastructure. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you some money to buy a truck mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, a, back, backhoe, a backhoe. Because think about it. You need to maintain culverts. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to do that with a weed whacker and a lawnmower. Well, if there's a washout. Exactly. Then... And we've had washouts. Yeah. And that's the problem on that section is they, they don't have the equipment. And so they try to fix it the best they can. But they don't have that crushed limestone that packs like it does, mm -hmm. you know, when it was new. And let's face it. This trail is almost 30 years old. Yeah. It's on its original stuff. Can you imagine if our road system <laughs> had roads that they built 30 years ago? We would have potholes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So if people in Cameron County are hearing this, go to your county commissioners and say, please, please finance the Cambria County Conservation and Recreation Authority. They're doing an amazing job with what they have, but they Absolutely. can use a few dollars more. Absolutely. Lori, thank you so much. This this has been a, a, an amazing conversation, and, and personally, for me as a as one of the trail users, oh, thank you, thank you for oh, for all you. of the work and the the you know countless hours and the, the meetings and the conferences and <laughs> confrontations, all the you know the legwork that you did. Yeah. I mean, it, it means so much to me. The, the, well, thank you. The, this trail system exists, well, thank and you. then it's developed, at, or it's developing, and it's evolving, and it's becoming just it, it, well. Hey, it is amazing already. Mm. It is it is amazing. It's I think world class, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's continuing to. Uh, you know, just to, to build on, on this this foundation that, that you were so responsible for. Well, thank you. I, I you know, I, I get, like, embarrassed thinking about it because <laughs> I certainly didn't do it for that. Yeah. You know, I'm using it now, and I enjoy it, and yeah. it just, I'm just flabbergasted and honored that other people feel about it the way that I do and continue to show the respect for it because it's become a part of their everyday life. Yeah. Again, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being on the show. This has been great. Okay. Okay. That wraps up our episode of Hiking the Highlands. For more Tribune Democrat podcasts, visit www.tribdem.com backslash podcasts. Have a suggestion? Want to get in touch? You can email me at jbyers at tribdem.com. 
can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is journo underscore Josh. 